to the Lizard Watch, the podcast that watches Blizzard like a phalanx of hawks in the sky staring down at it. Uh, I'm Matt Rossi. I'm the host. And with me this week are two magnificent co-hosts. I like magnificent. I'm going to keep calling them that for a while, I think. First up, she got a new stove and she's going to use it tonight. And Stickney. That was a strangely beautiful thing about the hawks in the, yeah, I know. In the sky. The thing is, is when I grew up, there actually were red-tailed hawks around the, the farm I grew up oh, on. Oh, they're so. all over around here. Uh, so I, it's just something that's always stuck with me. Anyway, talk about the stove because I didn't know about it. Oh, um, well, it's kind of a convoluted story. But what it boils down to is my dad got a notice from Home Depot that said, hey, we would really like you to spend some money with your Home Depot card that you haven't used in like a year. So you should really spend it. And we'll let you, like, no interest for 18 months or something like that. It's like you pay it off in 18 months. It's the same as cash. And my dad was looking at this, and he goes, maybe I should get something. I don't even know what I'd want at the Home Depot. And I said, get a brand new stove. Like, as a joke, right? I was joking. Because we have, like, had our issues with the stove that we had where it's a gas stove. So, like, sometimes the little clicker thingy that's supposed to light it, sometimes it works. Sometimes it does not. That's what the match is for. Yeah, well, that's what we ended up using was just if it if the little starter thing doesn't work, we pop out a match, use the match. But it's still kind of annoying. And then the other thing is it takes like somewhere between 15 and 20 minutes to preheat, which I've grown used to and kind of adjusted when I make dinner to accommodate for that. But that doesn't mean that it's not annoying. But I was joking with my dad, right? I didn't really mean, hey, go buy a new stove. And then the next day, he goes, I ordered a new stove. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> we didn't really need one. Like, the stove that we have is fine, Dad. I've learned to work around. And he's like, nope, we ordered a new one. I'm like, oh, okay. So now we have it. It's got five burners instead of four. There's a middle piece that's just a griddle. So I can make so many grilled cheeses on this thing. I can make, like, six of them at once if I wanted to. It's huge. I have to say up front before we continue on, I like that you started the story with it boils down to. Yeah. I like cooking puns from talking about stuff. Oh, stars. that was no pun intended, but it really was one, wasn't it? Yes. I just had to, th- I had to throw that one out there. I'm so but- sorry. Anyway, um, so yeah, we have a new stove and I'm going to break it in tonight because I'm making chicken alfredo for dinner, which means I'm going to get like stuff all over the brand new stove, but that's okay. That is what stoves are for. It's going to have to happen sometime. Now we might as well introduce him. I think he talked anyway. So here, here he is, guy who dunks things in ramen and tries to kill himself with, with showers. <laughs> Alex Seabart. I don't think anybody can be held accountable for what they do while incredibly sick. You're no. not accountable, Alex. It's more like I'm terrified now because, you know, no, you need to be kept away from things. Look, fevers are very dangerous. And I had one and I'm here to tell the tale. Therefore, I'm fine. Yeah, I'm, I just, yeah. Oh, my God. Anyway, uh, furthermore, no, no. I also have red-tailed hawks. Yeah, they're, they're pretty common across the United States. Just beautiful. You animals. get them in Wisconsin? Yeah, they fly like in Milwaukee. Yeah, they live in the city, and I have a park nearby. In summer and in fall, sometimes I have my windows open. I just hear one of those things shrieking in the sky, and I go look out, and it's hunting. Something. They are kind of loud. They're terrifying. But they're cool. Like they're, they're gonna, they'll swoop right by the house. Here. One thing that we might as well mention this because Alex and I have actually had this discussion before. Uh-huh. Um, the sound you hear in most TV shows and movies when they have an eagle flying overhead, it's hawk. usually a hawk. Yeah. It's yeah. usually a red-tailed <laughs> hawk. Because the red-tailed hawks sound terrifying and don't go like chirp, chirp. Whereas eagles yeah. don't really sound that terrifying at yeah. all. 
Eagles okay. are big and scary, but the sound they make is not that intimidating. You don't do that. It, it does also depend on the eagle, too. I mean, North America's biggest, the, the most common and largest eagle in North America is the, you know, bald eagle. Bald eagle is a seabird. Yeah. Um, it is a it is a aquatic hunter. It doesn't make a ton of noise because it's not like the fish are going to hear it. Which is weird because we've actually, like, got them out here, too. No, I have all, seen them out here, yeah. Any place you've got water, that's where they're going to be. They're going to try and get fish out of that water. So, but it's just, you know, that's what the talons are for. That's what, red, hawk, red tail hawks are the guys who make that noise that you hear that in every movie and TV show that's, you know, oh, it's a bird. It's usually a tail hawk. <laughs> Generic bird, red tail hawk. Yeah. They are the Spiro of the United States. They're everywhere. Okay. There's a little Pokemon no, I, there for you. That's the I, other I, thing I've been doing this week is playing Pokemon Moon like, I was a lot. <laughs> trying to figure out whether you said Sparrow or Spiro, and if Spiro. you if you said Sparrow, I was going to make the Spiro I joke, but I was afraid Gigi, you did say Spiro. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was making a joke of Spiro the Dragon. No, from, from that's Spyro. I I always pronounce it Spiro, so I know I know I'm wrong. Fine. No, it's Spiro, as in the Pokemon or that wrong. one vice president. Yes, Mr. Agnew. Yes. Uh, but this week, we've got a few things to talk about before we go to the emails. The first one is something that just went live, so I'm not all that familiar with what happened. But I guess they just decided to give Symmetra another ultimate. Well, and? she's had she's got an overhaul is basically what they're doing. And they mentioned that they were going to do this. It's live on the PTR now, and you can play with her and check it out. But yeah, Symmetra just had... She has something brand new to Overwatch. It's She's got a second ultimate ability. Because the problem... A lot of times the problem with Symmetra, her ultimate, the teleporter ultimate, it's really good in certain places on certain maps. But when you get to like phase two or whatever, you don't necessarily need the teleporter. And then she feels kind of useless. Um, so people switch to a different hero all the, all the time. So what they've decided to do with Symmetra is she has two ultimate abilities now. She's got the teleporter like she's always had or when you reach that state where you can use your ultimate, you can toggle to her second ultimate. And her second ultimate is a shield generator. And what it does is it makes this barrier, like this elliptical barrier that shoots out in front of her and progresses like along a trajectory. Um, it's not like That's, Reinhardt's where it's, it's... two different abilities. Yeah, it's two completely different abilities. Well, it's, maybe I wasn't... The shield generator is not the barrier. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. The barrier, the photon barrier is her new ability. The the shield generator thing, no. That puts down a device. I got so mixed up. I'm so sorry. Okay, so the shield generator, it actually puts down a device like her teleporter. It's a device that sits on the map, and it generates a shield, additional shields pretty much to any ally within, like, it's effective radius. I don't know how big that radius is. I don't think that they specified how big that radius is. They just said that it's fairly substantial. But it doesn't have, like, line of sight or anything. So you could put it behind a wall, and it doesn't matter. Anybody standing on the other side of the wall on your team will still be shielded as long as they're in the general vicinity of this thing. So you can tuck it behind a corner or you can tuck it behind a bookcase or you can just hide it out of the way and the other team is going to have to actively go find it to kill it. <laughs> right. Either that or just do more damage to you. I'm so sorry. Uh, no, the photon barrier was the thing that I was talking about that was the elliptical shield and what that replaces is that replaces her photon shield ability. The one that lets her put shields on the allies. That's kind of boring. Um... The photon shield thing was kind of boring because it's, you know, you zone into a map and you start putting shields on people and it feels very, I want to say it sort of feels like a vanilla paladin in which, you know, you're doing your whole five minute buff bot 
thing. Yeah, it was like constant maintenance. It was yeah. a maintenance thing and not like a cool ability. Yeah, it was just a thing that you had to keep up and keep doing. So this is actually, this is a replacement for that. And the replacement for that is the photon barrier. And that's the thing where you shoot out the elliptical shield. Photon shield isn't there anymore. It's photon barrier now. Um, as for the ultimate abilities... She's got the teleporter, or she's got the shield generator, and you can toggle between the two once you trigger your ultimate. Yeah, and uh, she can also put all six of her turrets out. Like at the start of the match, like when you first pick Symmetra, she has like three of her turrets available, and then you get like you place three, and you get like a twelve-second timer or whatever. But she has a maximum of six, so it's like, well, I have to wait a full minute to get all of my turrets. But she starts with you can place six right off the bat. And then the timer starts and it's 10 seconds equals another turret. Yeah, and the teleporter, the health on the teleporter has been decreased from 200 to 50, but the shields have been increased from 0 to 350. So less health, but they're tougher. Um, And the whole reason that they're doing this is because Symmetra, again, it felt like she was really kind of situational and she wasn't really that exciting to play. Um, Sure, you could do the car wash thing, and that was sort of entertaining for a laugh, but the whole yeah. putting shields on everybody all the time, that guy, it wasn't that exciting. It just didn't feel that exciting. It was like most characters could be played on most maps at most stages of the game, but Symmetra was like, you only want her on certain maps on the first checkpoint, and after you get past that point or you're in any other situation, you really didn't want a Symmetra. Yeah. They are also adding a new social feature to the game and this is actually on the PTR Um, in Kaplan's developer update he said he wasn't sure when it was going to be added well PTR just came out and it's on the PTR so there it is guys Um, this feature it's called stay as team and what it allows you to do is when you get to the end of a match like a randomly assigned match where you're with a random group of people if you like those people there's a button you can hit where it'll automatically group you with those people and keep you in that group regardless of whether or not they're on your friends list. So if you find like people randomly that you really click with, you can group with them. I thought that was pretty cool. Yep. At least it's a way you don't have to add them all to your friends list. That's good. Yeah. Cuz you don't want to friend everybody you group with. That's gets well, unwieldy really No, fast. but the thing is is like if is if you're working well with a bunch of people and, and you seem to have like this really good synergy and you're smacking things around effectively, cool, why not stay grouped? That's that's cool. And I'm glad that they added that feature in there. Okay, uh, next thing we probably should mention is Hearthstone dropped its Heroes of Warcraft subtitle when it's just Hearthstone now, because let's face it, everybody knows what Hearthstone is and it doesn't need Heroes of Warcraft. Plus it makes the various expansions get a little unwieldy. Whoever, who calls it Hearthstone Heroes of Warcraft? No, nobody. 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 When they're talking about it, they just call it Hearthstone. And uh, people have been like speculating, but I think that's kind of don't don't speculate that they're gonna add Overwatch characters or hero, you know, Diablo characters or whatever. It's simply that you don't need to tell people it's Heroes of Warcraft. They can figure it out. It, it was it, a very long, unwieldy name, and now lo- it's no longer long and yeah. unwieldy. I think it was useful for a very brief period when they were like kind of trying to sell it as a spin-off card game of World of Warcraft. But um, if anything, Hearthstone is way bigger than WoW now, so it's not. They don't really need to advertise it. It's a spin-off of our MMO. It took off. It's its own yeah. thing now. It has grown wings. Is flying like um, a graceful. What did you call it, Rossi? A jail dog. A phalanx. A phalanx. phalanx of red a graceful jail dog. Is that what you just said? What? A graceful jailed dog? No. What? Where did you hear that? I didn't. Is that what you said? No. Oh. 
A red-tailed hawk. Okay. Sorry. Oh, Are you sure you don't still no, have that tail? His hearing has been affected, apparently. Jail talk? <laughs> I'm sorry. Wow. We found something that made Alex laugh out loud. This is rare. We've broken him. Finally. All we had to do was put a dog in a jail. A graceful, a graceful jail dog. Hilarious. Like, what is that, Avery? <laughs> it's little paws coming out. I'm <laughs> That's See, I'm why I'm my dog. See, I'm carrying my dog, who is really small and cute, and she's like, "No, let me out," with her little paw going. Alex, the chat channel would like to know, and I, I, I like back up this question: Are you okay? <laughs> Are you I broken? Just, I heard it wrong. It was so ludicrous. I <sighs> couldn't figure out what we were talking about anymore. We're good. Okay. All right. All right. Well, yeah, that's that. Hearthstone ju- dumped the uh, subtitle. It's fine. There's still going to be Hearthstone. It's no longer uh, super long and unwieldy. It's just Hearthstone, which is what it should be. Yeah. At this point, honestly, you, you know what Hearthstone is. Come yeah. on. Uh, also, I mean, we should mention 7.1.5s on the PTR. Yes. Uh, they they finally put out patch notes, but they weren't very specific patch notes. Um, I, I didn't. I have a feeling that the PTR patch notes aren't that specific because they're just by the nature of it being a PTR, the thing is going to evolve before it's released. So well, that sense it's just that you know it's very it's hard to talk about it too much because yeah. you can only tell people so much. When they, they came out and they did a a developer blog type thing where like they did a post basically saying, okay, there are going to be class changes when you log on. There things are be different. They're not all in yet. Some stuff is going to change. Some, some more stuff's going to get introduced, so don't think too hard about it by what you're seeing right now. If you see, yeah, if you see class changes that look a little alarming, please be aware that those class changes are not finalized. When they brought up the PTR, I think I think there was a blue post that said something about they're about like halfway through the class changes and adjustments yeah. that they want to make. So it's by no means final right now. Um, don't panic. It's okay. Grab your towel. It'll be fine. So, yeah, basically, I mean, I went and looked at it, some of it, and, you know, I can talk about classes I play, but, you know, there's lots of classes I don't, so I'm not going to make a lot of talk about what class changes you see. But definitely it feels like there, there are certain changes I noticed that feel like they're going to have other changes built on them, but those changes aren't in yet. Uh, I could see it when I was looking. I'll, I'll use Warriors because it's the class I'm most familiar with. The Warrior tanking changes they, they're making, and they're, and they're pretty substantial ones. Uh, they're definitely built around altering how you spend rage and what you do with it and it's very clear that some stuff is not in yet we're just looking at it uh so don't don't panic yet um definitely pay attention but don't panic That's it's not worth thing. panicking over well yeah because uh, you know, the changes are just they're there there's the thing with ptrs especially this ptr i mean this one's out fast this thing was like you know it's like a week after blizzcon or so but it's think? a ptr it's not yeah. a release it's not a release patch and i don't expect to see that patch out until december honestly no, it's, there's no way december's in a week yeah there's no way this thing's gonna hit it's not even gonna hit i will i'll, I'll sit here right now and say it's not gonna hit till january there's no there's no way this is coming out in christmas month they are not going to get enough work done. Do you think they're going to release 7.1.5 and, um, oh my gosh, the raid that everybody's been waiting for? Nighthold? Yeah. Are they? You think they're going to release that, like drop it at the same time? I wouldn't be surprised because yeah. they keep saying seven. You know, Nighthold isn't a 7.2 raid. No, it's not. So this is the time to release it. If it doesn't come out in 7.1.5, it'll come out in 7.1.6 or something like that because there's just... There's a limited amount of time you have to release this. Can I this just say I patch. like the fact that they're using the little patch numbers again? 
It kind of reminds me of Maradon. I know, Remember? right? Like back when Maradon came out, it was just Maradon, and you know, it came out. There was Maradon, and then there was the patch that added Dire Mall. Yeah, like, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they just had like these little. If you go, if you go and you look it up on Wowpedia, you look up patches on Wowpedia. Patch one point one to patch whatever it was two point oh, I guess, would be Burning Crusade. There were so many patches in between that, and they were all just like these little bitty patches. Some of them were really big. Some of them introduced raid content, like you know when they introduced Encourage and when they introduced uh, Naxxramas and all of that. But some of them were just like hey, we've added weather to the game, or hey, here's a, a new battleground, or hey, you know, it wasn't it wasn't anything huge or major. It was just a bunch of little changes in there. And I kind of missed that. So I like the fact that we're getting a 1.5. And, and I kind of hope that we keep getting these, like, little in-between ones. I think they're great. Yeah, but, I mean, you guys think of anything else you want to talk about news-wise? Alex, Some other stuff might have dropped. Have you got what anything? Um, nothing new in Heroes, uh... We got Varian like last week or the week before, and Ragnaros isn't out yet. So there's nothing on the hero's end. Uh, we covered Hearthstone, and I think we're good. Think Ragnaros we're hasn't hit the PTR yet, right? No. So probably not until, well, you think he'll be there before Christmas? Before Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Christmas is like over a month away, and they usually release heroes every, like, at yeah. most four weeks apart. Do you think most. maybe we'll come weeks, back from the whole Thanksgiving holiday, long four-day weekend, whatever, this weekend, and see him on the PTR on Tuesday? Probably. Uh, you'll probably hit PTR, well, today's still Tuesday, so it technically could happen today, but most likely next week, okay. Tuesday on the PTR, then the following week he'll release. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But uh, before we move on to emails, um, Alex? Sure. If you enjoy our show, you should check out Curiosity Stream, which is kind of like Netflix for documentaries. You know, whether you're into sciences, politics, human history, whatever, Curiosity Stream has you covered. If you go to blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity and sign up, uh, you can get a free month. And a subscription is as little as $3 a month for standard def streaming or $6 a month for high def. Uh, we would appreciate yeah. it. Blizzardwatch.com slash curiosity. I got the free month, and I've been watching a lot of stuff about dogs. I'll just admit that. Yes. Dogs? Okay. And yeah. hey, it's, we have a long holiday weekend with thanksgiving so uh use documentaries as an excuse to get away from family i guess <laughs> yes especially if it's particularly tense this year you should you know if you want to avoid that sort of thing well, i'm what's sorry this great thing about dogs that i found i'm sorry aunt hilda i have to watch documentary about uh whatever in 1945 or whatever i don't know my sister and i have like this code where if conversation gets awkward with family members we just start talking about cats and it doesn't even have to be any, like, we'll just start talking about cats out of nowhere. Is that a code? Yeah, it's a code thing. It's a, it's I mean, a let us steer this conversation elsewhere because things are about to get super awkward. Fair enough. <laughs> so, but, you know, uh, somebody will say something and then all of a sudden my sister will pop in with, hey, so guess what about my cat? And I'm like, what about your cat? <laughs> and then we just steer I that ship the opposite direction. I don't know if Curiosity Stream has anything about cats, but they probably do. If they have dog documentaries, they've got to have some good cat ones. I'm going to have to go look that up. Okay. Let's watch dot com slash curiosity. Yay. Oh, yeah. So definitely check that out. Um, I, I recommend documentaries. I like them. Uh, but before we do the emails, you know, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. If you can put in what show you want it to be on, that is great. That's really helpful. And um, if you can try and break it down into bite-sized pieces so we don't end up with extremely long emails uh, this week, you weren't great at that, but we did what we could with it. Uh, it would really be appreciated. It's very helpful to us. Um, 
So, Anne? Me, my voice appreciated a lot. Anyway, uh, our first email is from Sinuria. I think it's Sinuria. Sinuria. A Drenai holy priest on Kel'Thuzad who says, So, in the Legion Q&A, a dev said that Vol'jin's story is not over yet and that we'll see more of him in the future. What is your tinfoil theory on how he will come back and what his role will be? I'm guessing he will join the Loa and come back as a spirit to help us. There was definitely no faking his death this time around unless all the other Horde leaders were in on it except for Sylvanas. Thanks and keep up the good work. Sinuria. I don't know that he'll actually come back to tell more of his story. It doesn't necessarily require that he'll come back. He might, and the Loa thing certainly could happen. They've, they've done that before. His dad showed up at a Loa, as a Loa at one point. Sentin. Uh, yeah, so it's possible we'll get him that way, but it's just as possible he might have left behind a last will and testament type thing, and next thing we know we'll be doing a bunch of quests and finding out more about Vol'jin or something. It's really... It is up in the air at this point. Whatever Blizzard has planned for him, they have not shared, so... Vaiku in the chat channel says, Troll Raid on Argus. Confirmed. Yes. That's it. We're going to have a Troll Raid on Argus. I I can't do the accent because it's just... I can't do it, but he'd be like, Hello, we're the the space trolls. (laughs) Yeah, man. We be the space trolls. (laughs) This accent is embarrassing as all. Space Garoob. (laughs) I just... Space trolls. That just... That sounds great. That sounds great. I am all for that. Anyway, uh, Sinuria, hopefully that answers your question. I mean, I don't, I think it's probably likely like a spirit, a spirit form of him and or, you know, well, Vol'jin showed up, not Vol'jin, Senjin showed up like to talk to Vol'jin, to talk to Thrall. Like he's shown up after his death to have a chit chat. So it's not unreasonable that Vol'jin would do the same, right? Yeah, and it's kind of like, um, at the same Q&A, didn't they say, like, Ysera wasn't gone gone, but what they're probably referring to is Ysera being a spooky ghost in the raid? That could be it, maybe? I don't know. So maybe spooky ghosts don't count as gone. This is one of the weird things about the whole Emerald Nightmare is that, you know, most of the things that we killed when they get corrupted are aspects. And they aspects tend to come back. Like, both Mogorn and and Ursoc died. So did Goldren. And they all just kind of come back. So it's sort of like... So did Aviana. Yeah, so for all we know, maybe they think, you know, all the aspects will be like, come on, okay, come on, Ysera, but I'm dead. Yeah, we're all dead, come on. But no, I can't. And then they shove her through a portal. She's like, what, I'm alive again? I didn't know you could do it's that. It's not over yet. We just brought her back. Get back in there. Scenarius has died a couple of times, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Yeah, this most recent one is like his third... It's like they don't even care anymore. Like, Scenarius doesn't care anymore. Like, oh, you killed me. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'll see you next time. Not only did Scenarius die, Malorn got killed back in the original War of the Ancients, and then Scenarius, after we brought him back, he's like, okay, now let's bring my dad back. Like, seriously? You just had the whole family stuff? (laughs) You just had to call him up? Why haven't you done that the whole time? It's kind of weird how they do that, just like the Burning Legion, huh? Yeah, well, keep in mind that um, Malorn's wife slash you know mother of scenarius is supposed to be a loon so who knows with that yeah that's a yeah. little weird um hi i'm scenarius my parents are a deer and the moon <laughs> <laughs> now i'm gonna teach you all about nature no you're not you know nothing no about nature he's you're probably great at family gatherings <laughs> no wonder the night elves didn't want to listen to him for such a long he time. shows up for thanksgiving it's just a bunch of grazing deer hey, hey. at night. 
that's it. Dad, Dad, I brought you a Salt Lake. Dad, I brought you a Salt Lake. Mom, you're looking full. (laughs) Yeah, for like a night elf Thanksgiving, how do you set like a table setting for the moon? Where does the moon sit? I don't know, but I... Reverence wants, really. Like, he's not even there five minutes and he starts talking about cats. Because there's just... <laughs> well, no, because, you know, how awkward would it really be? I mean, Malorn's just a deer. He's not going to do anything. <laughs> Malorn's just eating grass. Hi, Dad. Dad. Malorn's just, like, twitching his ears. What? <laughs> Although okay. I like to imagine... I, I like to imagine... I know we're sidetracking. We need to get on with this. But I like to imagine Malorn actually has the voice of Bambi's dad. Oh, no. That's how I like to imagine it. But Wait, it's like, which, so, which version of Bambi's dad? Well, the original one. The, I was going to say, the original one or the one where they did Bambi 2, the sequel? No, oh, I, I don't acknowledge the existence the of Bambinator. The Bambinator. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. Uh, so moving on, we've got an email from, oh boy, that's a mouthful, Thray, Thrayandul? Thranduil, I would say. Thranduil? Okay. Thranduil, From Alonzus yeah. EU, who says, Greetings, people of Blizzard Watch, and thanks for all your hard work. Well, thank you. Uh, they said, In Cataclysm, Blizzard made enhancement shamans use... Unable to use two-handed axes and maces effectively because Lava Lash doesn't work with a two-hander. They can't get them as quest rewards, but can apparently still roll on them in Dungeons and Raids, not Raid Finder. Some of those axes and maces are still in early game, and for New Shaman, it might be confusing. We leave Druids out of this. What's funny is that Elemental and Resto Shaman can get those two-handed weapons with agility on them because casters don't need weapons for their spells. Another case while I'm at it, DKs can get rewarded with those same agility-based weapons that have no use for them, and prot warriors can get one-handers with intellect. Obviously not in Legion, but in the future, how, in your opinion, could Blizzard solve these kind of discrepancies? Sincerely yours, Thrayendal. I don't see the discrepancy in some cases. For instance, uh, for a a DK, a two-handed agility weapon might be such an upgrade that it's worth using, even if it's got agility on it instead of strength. That's happened to me quite a few times over the years, like where the weapon was just such a DPS increase that the agility didn't matter. Like it's like, okay, it's got agility on it. That that's not great, but it's 40 DPS better. So I'm going to use it. So that that's not really a problem. And prot warriors can get one here with, with intellect, but they never would want them. They're never going to roll on them until for unless it's for transmog. That's the only time they're going to want them. And they don't, they can't roll need on them. So it's not really a problem. A lot of these things you can't roll need on. Like, I can't need uh, an int weapon. I can need an agility weapon because I can still use the DPS on it. But an agility, uh, an int weapon, no, my, my prot warrior can't need it. So I don't see that as a problem. The shaman thing, though, I was shutting up to let the other people talk. What? Oh, well, I, it sounded like you just fell over at some point. Um, I just stopped. I just <laughs> talk. I'm not certain. I think I could be wrong. I feel like in low-level dungeons need and greed is not as focused and that you can need on things that aren't necessarily for you it's just kind of confusing oh if that's the case i would definitely say make it consistent it has to be consistent yeah there's not there's not in those earlier levels there's not a lot of consistency and i know that they said that they were working on the leveling experience in general maybe this is one of those things that they can work on you know yeah um it definitely seems like they need to 
in terms of stuff like, for instance, shamans not even really using two-handed stuff anymore, but they're still able to get them because they used to use them primordial. Like, because you know, I I know you guys all remember vanilla when like an orc shaman with like you know sulfuros was death. Yeah. The guy would just walk out and he would destroy people. Um, that that's you know the legacy of you know twelve years of development. So stuff like that should be made consistent. I I definitely think you know let people pick it up for transmog if you really want to let them, but but make it consistent, make need and greed consistent on stats that you want people to have. Uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah, definitely make it consistent. But I don't think you need to get rid of them. I mean, if your shaman wants to wander around Orgrimmar with a two-handed weapon on, let him. It just. Yeah. I don't know. And I, and I definitely could be wrong about that need greed thing, but I seem to like remember some point where like a mage rolled need on like a strength staff or something, but I could be misremembering. Yeah, Alessandra says that in low level dungeons you can't need if you can't use it. But Well, you can technically use like Warrior can use an int sword. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think at low levels it's just like can I, can they actually equip this? And at that point, like if there's an int sword, a warrior can totally need it because they can equip a sword. Yeah, if that is the case, which I can't speak to because I haven't like Thanks to um, heirlooms and stuff like that. The only time I've been a low level in dungeons was with you guys. And I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't try to need stuff that I wasn't going to use, you know, because, you know, why would I do that? I'm not I'm not a jerk. <laughs> I guess that's part of the problem is we, we ran those dungeons as, at, at like low levels, but we weren't jerks. So we, we tried to let people have their upgrades that would benefit them. Yeah, so if it's and like we, a situation where... we kind where... of generally already knew what we could use and what we couldn't use, theoret- like, you knew that you weren't going to be able to use an int sword because that would be ridiculous. Well, yeah, at the time yeah. I was playing a monk, but yeah, still, I wasn't going so, to. So, right. like, under current rules, there could totally be a situation where if enhanced shaman, like, effectively have no use for a two-hander because of how combat rules work, but they can still equip them, they can still roll need, even though there's no conceivable way they can use it, but because they can equip it, need is an option. So, you know, since we can't test that right this second, you'll just have to, if that is the case, then it should be made consistent. If it's not the case, then it's not a problem in the first place. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Next email is from Ms. Breck, who says, greetings, viewers of wintry condensation. Thanks. Ms. Breck, Goblin Hunter from Kirantor, U.S. here again with a short one. In Pandaria, the Pandaren will often wish you the blessings of the Celestials. Jade Serpent guide you, White Tiger watch over you, may the Red Crane live forever in your heart. But I've never heard anything about Nazau. Have I missed this NPC farewell? If not, what do you think an appropriate phrase would be about the Black Ox? Um, there's a second half here, but let's go ahead and address that one first. Nazau, uh, kick your face in. <laughs> may you be shaggy. May the Black Ox not step on you. (laughs) If I were going to go with a serious one, it would be like Black Ox carry you or something. Yeah, see, that's a good one. This is why, yeah, yeah, that's much better. But, you know, sarcastic ones about fortifying something. Fortify fortify your May the Black Ox lend you its its fortitude or whatever. Like, may the Black Ox stand before you like a mountain, blah, blah. But if you want goofy ones, they could all involve poop. Because, come on, it's um, oxes, yeah, they go everywhere. <laughs> okay, second half of this says, Also, what are your thoughts on how the Hearthstone team seems to be working their, on their own lore for the WoW universe? We've seen Sir Finley Murgleton come into WoW and think we might see their expanded Grand Tournament, a.k.a. Argent Tournament, or perhaps... Oh, do you think we might see their expanded Grand Tournament, a.k.a. Argent Tournament, or perhaps their Gadgets and Megalopolis anytime soon? Thanks for the great podcast and hope everyone had a great BlizzCon Mizbrek. We're not um, going to see the Gadget Sand thing unless they feel like redesigning Gadget Sand. You know, I would like to see it, but um, 
I don't, yeah, I don't think that it's going to be something that we really see reflected. I think if, if nothing else, I, I feel like the way that they've written Gadgetzan with the whole main streets of Gadgetzan thing, were we ever to go to Kazan, we know how that would, like, go to Undermine. I'll bet you Undermine would kind of look the same way, only instead of, you know, Pandaren and, you know, the different factions that they've got with yeah, the Ogres um, and things. It's just going to be Goblin factions. At BlizzCon 2015, I actually talked to some of the Hearthstone devs kind yeah. of about this in the interview I did with them. And basically, like, you know, because that's when they really started founding, like, we're doing our own thing with, uh, I think it was the Grand Tournament they just announced, or maybe I'm wrong. One of those. Um, basically, what they basically said is they can tell stories that the WoW team can't in terms of, like, the WoW team really s- establishes the world, but they always have to chase, like, the next epic thing. Like, they tell the stories about uh, the Burning Legion, you know, what's happening in Legion and, and the pillars and, and all this kind of thing. And they don't necessarily have the inclination or ability just because of what people expect to tell these side stories. Like, World of Warcraft couldn't release an expansion just about gadgets in. Nor could they release one about a disco dance party in Karazhan. Right. Like, it wouldn't be big <laughs> enough. It'd be a little weird. It wouldn't be epic enough to tell just, like, here's gadgets in as a port town. Like, people wouldn't really be about that. But Hearthstone has the ability to go, okay, the game has established this and this and this, and we can kind of take this little chunk and weave, like, this crazy story that happens there. Hearthstone can get away with that. Or World of Warcraft always has to ch- chase like the next big epic thing. Having Sir Finley in the game is is also there's something to point out here. Having Sir Finley show up in the game is is one mob. You make but, one guy and put him somewhere. It isn't completely redesigning gadgets and right. And take, we also uh, we also have like Murky in World of Warcraft, which doesn't mean like the Nexus is coming to <laughs> Azeroth. Like it's not a thing. Brightwing like, you know, has shown up now. Brightwing is in the yeah. Druid in and Valshara. So is the daughter. Um, Cenarius's daughter has shown up, hasn't she? Has she? Lunara? I thought she had. I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen Lunara in there. Well, they I, actually have. They have in the Cenarius fight. I know his daughters show up. I don't know if Lunara is one of them. Oh, okay. But well, specifically the ones that show up, he calls them his daughters. Oh, well, they're all daughters of Cenarius. Isn't that what they're called? I mean. Dryads, daughters Dryads of Scenarius, same thing. Lunara is just a named daughter of Scenarius. Yeah, she just has her own thing going on. Like, my Loon has her own name, but she's still a daughter of Scenarius, technically. Um, she I is would... in Legion. She is in Legion. She's in the Dream Grove. Yeah. Right. Oh, I think, Lunara? I think if she was in there, she would probably be in the Druid class hall. Okay. Lunara, yeah, Lunara is found walking around the Dream Grove. She okay, is I in just... Yeah, I just haven't seen her then. I I have seen my loon because you actually like talk to her and stuff, and she becomes a follower and things. But like, I have a question. Okay. If Cenarius's parents are a deer in the moon, <laughs> the daughters of Cenarius' parents are Cenarius and what? We don't know. Do we want to know? Another deer. <laughs> I don't know. No, actually, it's quite possible that they're you know just el- night elves. Because he had Night Owl followers. Maybe they just, like, bud off of him because he's growing, like... Ah, uh, okay. No. Thanks, Alex. Sorry. I mean, we do know that Cenarius is, like... Was it Cenarius's son? The one that hooked up with... Oh, Zatar. Yeah, Zatar hooked up with the princess. Of, yes. Yeah, and then made the centaur. What's wrong is, with these people? Like... <laughs> She's a rock lady. How does a rock lady make a centaur? That's just weird. But at least she's a lady and not the moon. Yeah. 
That's an improvement. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like you know, we've established that Malorn Malorn likes a big rounded rocky. Centaur and and deer just have questionable tastes. I was gonna say, Malorn likes a big round and rocky, so you know it doesn't. It's surprising that his grandson would also be interested in that. So, do you think that Scenarius, like to make the daughters, he just found a good rock somewhere? I honestly don't know. Wow, <laughs> I told them they're less rock-like than Scenarius. Okay, let's let's stop talking about this. What, yeah, what I, think, I think we need to move on. Yeah, <laughs> we're done. Okay, so uh, this one is from. <laughs> this one is from Daddy, a torrent tank warrior on Lightbringer, like one of total. Hey, wait eight... a minute! Is he that Daddy? I don't know if he's that Daddy or not. It's the wrong server to be that Daddy. It's but... the wrong one, and also it's IE, and the one that helped me was a D A D D Y. So oh, regardless, hi Daddy. <laughs> hi Daddy. <laughs> anyway, he says, "Hey there, I know you like it short, so here goes." And then follows with a really long email. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Daddy. That's okay. You've split it up. So we'll just go we'll we'll just go at this section by section here. So uh first up, obligatory but absolutely sincere. You guys are awesome, been listening for a long time. Keep it up statement. Truly though, I listen to you guys while driving to and from my Air Force weekends. I'm in the Guard Reserve and it's about forty minutes each way. Thank you for the awesome podcast. Well you're welcome. All right. Second Races. Likely won't ever happen, but I would love to see more races slash body types for existing playable races. For example, brown orcs, orcs that stand straight, Revan tusk trolls, iron dwarves, tonka, fat skinny human body types, and very pertinent to this expansion, nightborn choice night elf models. I wouldn't mind some lore aspects thrown in, like if you choose nightborn elves, you would have to choose a class that uses mana, or no warlocks, brown skinned orcs. Your thoughts? And I'm not talking about a slider... But I mean straight options. Like humans, for example, they could have three options. Fat, regular, skinny. Um, I would like it if they had Nightborn as something both Night Elves and Blood Elves could pick. Yeah. Because I know that it would be crazy and hard to do. But I do think I would like to see the Nightborn as playable. I think they're they're interesting that way. I, I have serious problems questing in Suramar. I don't enjoy the experience. I mean, I enjoy Suramar as a whole area. The city of Suramar often just drives me nuts. But I do think it is a beautiful city, and I would love to see it as some kind of capital city in the future. When I didn't have to do quests with people who were like, an illusion, what are you hiding? Like, I'm hiding that I'm not really a... Ah, go away! But I, I do like the Nightborn. I think their, their aesthetic is fascinating. What do yeah, you like, think, Alex? I think this idea is cool, and I think people have been asking for it for almost as long as World of Warcraft has been in existence. And uh, they don't seem any more likely to give it to us, which sucks. Um, it would definitely be, they would have a lot of character models to, to make. Like, the Nightborn models in-game are not ready to be character models. Oh, they're, they're very um, low-res in comparison. They're very low-res, which is what lets them put, like, a thousand of them on screen at one time when you're questing in uh, Suramar. Um, it's like, if you play a night, if you, when you to take on the Nightborn illusion, it, whoever they, it, the, the, Luna, the Lunastra person is either male or female, depending on what you're playing. So they have a male model and a female model that's a little bit more jumped up, but it's still not. If you look at it, it's very it's very boring. It doesn't do anything. It's, it's actually less interesting than the standard Night Elf model. There's, um, I believe, if I remember this correctly, in the game models, you can see, like, the Nightborn models, like, without clothes on, like the ones you play. And there's some, like, original Lara Croft Tomb Raider stuff happening with the character's figure. Is how low poly some of those are. How fun. Uh, yeah. So, like, they're not, like, playable models. Like, they would have to create 
character yeah. models for this stuff. The reason the reason they did that is, as Alex said, because they wanted to be able to jam thousands of them into the city and not make your computer explode. Yeah, um, like I still think it'd be cool. Like I would love to play those other things, uh, you know, a Dark Iron Dwarf or just like uh, a Wild Hammer Dwarf, or just like a dwarf with tattoos or just tattoos on a human model. Like any of that customization or different options would be really cool. People have been asking for it for like a decade now. They haven't given it to us yet. I don't think they ever will, but it would be really nice. Yeah, I think that they when they did the character model revamp, that was as far as they're going to go in terms of that, unless they do another revamp in a just, few years. Just some new hairstyles. I'd be even happy with that. Just like give us some new hairstyles. Even tattoos would be cool. Cause tattoos would be Rand, great. Didn't Northrend have human models with tattoos? So it's yes. like these tattoos like they exist like just let me pick it let me put let me like slap tattoos on my character i'll be i'll be good at that that'd be great i personally i kind of almost feel like nightborn should be a new playable race rather than an option for an existing race because they're kind of their own thing and they have their own society and it's sort of it i would would love to see nightborn characters I don't disagree with you. My only problem with this is quite simple. Um, are we going to pander in them? Yeah. Because that's the only way you could do it and not drive people crazy. Yeah. And no, you would have to. You'd have to, like, make a more neutral thing, have them pick that's, a side. And that's one of the things that, I mean, one of the problems. I mean, both Alliance and Horde are helping them out right now. So it seems logical that they would say, okay, well, since we've been in this bubble forever, we'd like to explore and see the rest of the world. So we're going to join up with you guys and we'll just send in a good a contingent with the, these Alliance people and we'll send a contingent with these Horde people and explore and learn more about the world and what's happened in it since we've been locked away in this whole bubble thing. That, to me, makes sense because the Nightborn are really fascinating. Well, it's one of the things, the problems I have right now is you can't really, I don't have no idea how they're going to add a new class that doesn't start at level 110. Right. Like, you know, but you can expand races a lot more easily than you can expand classes. Exactly. So you, can, you can just have races. That's another option people can pick and then they can just play through whatever. And, you know, let's be honest. They've added some races and then done very little to make them make sense when you do questing in them. Like people don't even react when you're like just, you know, your werewolf walks up to them and goes, hey, you got any problems around here I can solve? Well, we haven't had any fish in a while. And. And that guy over there is like, you know, hasn't fit. He's like, hangs out by the bridge. You could talk to him. And are you a werewolf? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Get the, <laughs> get the fish for us. Yeah, no problem. Cool. Haru SOS in the chat channel says, that's assuming Suramar doesn't explode or something, this expansion. I would like to reply with, please don't put that out in the universe. Well, let's just, if... let's just pretend Suramar is going to stay the way it is because it's great. If it explodes violently enough, some of the survivors will like, be jettisoned and land in Orgrimmar and Stormwind, <laughs> or on Argus, where they, you know, Argus is high. Picturing like people in Orgrimmar looking up, and there's just elves raining from the sky. Like you, you roll your new Alliance Nightborn, and when you log in, you're crash. You like hit you're the ground, falling to and the you earth. stand up, and you're like, "Sup? Oh, hey." Orc See, down. Now, Hi. You just, you just made me think that patch 7.3 is going to be the patch where they completely rip off City of Heroes and like under Argus's, you know, blue sun or whatever, you know, our various characters are now superhumanly powerful and they can fly and shoot laser beams and stuff. 
It's just what you made me think of. With okay, that. but I liked City of Heroes, so I wouldn't mind seeing some of those elements. I, I liked City of Heroes just fine. I just think it would be weird for a WoW expansion. It would be weird for World of Warcraft. Okay, so uh, next thing here, number three, is the Broken Isles confused me a little lore-wise. They were sunk, lifted, sunk again, lifted again or something. How have the Wardens kept up their vault if for the past almost 10,000 years it was underwater. Was Suramar underwater too, but protected by its bubble? If they were underwater, how have they developed the lush ecosystem they have in the short time they've been out? Or the creatures like the High Mountain Torrent not drowned? If I recall, they weren't in the bubble with the Nightwell. It wasn't sunk except for pieces that included the Tomb of Sargeras. Right. The Tomb of Sargeras wasn't in the bubble. So when the, the Broken Isles got ripped off and, you know, thrown north and away from what was once ancient Kalimdor, they they were just lost. Nobody went there because they were in the middle of freaking nowhere. It's just certain parts of it got submerged. You can actually see the parts of it that are still submerged when you go into those areas. The the Light's Hope quest, not Light's Hope, Light's Heart, when you go out to get Light's Heart, you go underwater and you see submerged ruins. There's pieces and bits of civilization yeah. down there. And I think a lot of these questions about, like, oh, it was sunk. I think it's very much based on, like, Warcraft 3. Yeah. yeah. And they've expanded the world since Warcraft 3. So, yeah, in Warcraft 3, they only showed you the parts of the Broken Isle that were sunk. But now they have World of Warcraft. It's like, oh, we can we can build on this. And there's parts that were sunk, and there's parts that were not. Well, it's yeah. like, in Warcraft 2, they didn't even actually bother to show us the Broken Isles or the Vault. The, it you was know, you just, just the Tomb of Sargeras. Yeah, and even I don't even know if you actually even see that. I don't remember the mission. I just know that, you know, Goldon yeah, traipses off. You go in there. You go in there to try and find Goldon. Yeah, but that's it's not, like, it wasn't meant to be any... Like, they didn't even have Kalimdor in mind yet. They hadn't cr- created it. Yeah. You know, Night Elves didn't exist yet. They hadn't created them yet. There's a certain amount of, like, stuff getting created to backfill history that happens with any game system like this that's been around as long as this. Wait, um, okay, no, you were talking about Warcraft 2. I was talking about Warcraft 3. You do go there in Warcraft 3. Warcraft 2, I don't think so. It's Stuff is backfilled. That's just yeah. what happens. And so now we know that the entire place didn't sink because obviously if the entire place had sunk, there wouldn't be like moose all over it. They'd be like water moose or something, and it'd be really weird. That'd be kind of funny, though. I kind of like, uh, what do they call them? Horse, horse fish. Yeah, seahorses. Seahorses, that's it. Horse yes, fish. Horse fish. <laughs> yeah, sea moose. Sea moose. The guy just got over a, a severe Brahmin dunking. He's, you know, he's a little... <laughs> he's still a little shaken. Okay, uh, next question here says, tab targeting, how would you fix it? Best thing I can think of is have the by default tab cycle through actively engaged enemies or all nearby enemies if not in battle. And if you're in battle, you'd have to push shift tab to cycle through non-engaged enemies. Thoughts? Uh, quite frankly, why doesn't it just pick by range to me? Yeah. And for that matter, why doesn't it pick stuff in a cone in front of me first? Like, if I it, wanted to shoot something behind me and I'm tabbing to it, no, that's I can turn my character and tab to it. Right. I, I, you know, I just feel like tab targeting is... It's such a mess that, quite frankly, I haven't wanted to play my hunter. But it's I like so hard to play a hunter right now. Whatever it was in Warlords of Draenor, use that. Bring it back. Just bring it back because it worked great in Warlords and now it's weird. Yeah, I never had any tab targeting errors in Warlords. Like maybe people did, maybe people had different experiences, but Warlords, like I never had a problem. Like I used tab targeting exclusively in dungeons and stuff. No problems. Uh, Do that in Legion, you're getting everybody killed. 
Yeah, so I don't know what they changed, really but it's super it. weird. Whatever, whatever they changed, it's super weird. Um, okay, number five. What are some macros or add-ons you guys cannot live without? Alex doesn't use add-ons. Nope. In terms of macros, I have macros for whatever my DPS cooldowns are. So I hit them, and then don't like if I have more than one on a character. Like for instance, if I've got um, you know. I think it's called Battle Cry. If I have Battle Cry and I have Avatar, I have a macro so that when I hit a button, both go off at once. And I don't have to like think about, oh, this button does any DPS cooldown I have. And so I can just hit it whenever my DPS cooldowns are coming up and I don't have to think about it anymore in that. I can't handle having to actually manage my DPS cooldowns. Alex, anyway. you use an auction add-on, don't you? Um, I did, but the one I used is no longer oh. uh, in development. And I only used it because of glyph work and inscription in warlords and well that's kind of which is not really a thing anymore yeah um as for macros uh a lot of the macros i use are just like modifiers for abilities like if i just push one uh, like i'm a paladin if i push one it'll use templar's verdict like the single target holy power cooldown but if i hit like control one it'll use divine storm and use the aoe holy power instead so i don't need two buttons for that i just decide do I want a single target or AOE? And holding down control determines whether I'm single target or AOE. I think, it basically cuts my number of buttons in half. I think the one macro that I use more than anything else is on my rogue, and it's the one that lets me hit sap and pickpocket at the same time, one button, because it just makes my life easier. Um, uh, if we want to time travel, uh, there's the macro for Lady Vosh. Where <laughs> that was always the fun. The core. And when you, you know throw it to someone you're targeting, it yells, you have the core in a whisper. That's very essential. In here's his funny thing about that is not only do I still have it, yep. so do I. I've used it recently yep. because I was doing it. My wife and I were doing Lady Vosh. We can, I can solo <laughs> her, but we were doing it together, and it's just convenient to toss that thing over. The thing is, is that when you pick it up now, you can run with it. Yeah. yeah. It's not like the old days when you picked it up, you were rooted to the spot. So I could have just run over and done it myself, but she was right there, so I, you know, I used it. I used the macro. The thing is, funny is that I remember that macro physically, like, okay, so like the physical memory. Like I just boom hit the macro, like, and I, I, I have it's still on a bar. Yeah, I still have tainted core somewhere in there, but um, the other let's see add-ons that I can't live without. Um, honestly, I really like my setup with dominoes and pearl as far as like the button mod bar mod thing because it keeps everything kind of out of the way and nice and i think i'd be really upset if i didn't have that anymore <laughs> yeah all and my other when... stuff is just kind of like arbitrary i mean i can go without my ui you know i can go without the button and bar mods but i like them a lot i have an admission to make okay. whenever i say i don't use any add-ons i'm actually a liar <gasps> um i always have at least one which is I have an RP add-on for when I'm on RP servers, so I oh, can read which one people's descriptions. Uh, I think I just what I have my roleplay installed right now. Okay, I recently switched over to Total RP three, Total Roleplay have, three, and it is so much better. I don't really keep up. Like the only reason I have it is because when I'm bored in a city, I'll just like click people around me and see what they have written there, and sometimes it's great and sometimes it's really weird but regardless oh, it entertains me for a while yeah i'm on a role play server and i do do role play every now and again but yeah uh total rp R, total rp3 is probably the best one that i found and it will read it'll read profiles from like my role play and things like that like i can still read them 
Yeah, like my roleplay will tell me if like if they have my roleplay or if they have Flag RSP. Is that a still thing? Flag, Flag RSP? RSP, I think, is still out there. I'm not sure how much is being updated. Um, a total RP, it just allows you a lot more customization. Like you can set up a profile, you can put like pictures and stuff in it. It has different sections. You can assign in-game music for your character, like a character theme, that kind yeah, of. Like, it's just I got don't... a lot of little cool bells and whistles. I like it. I haven't roleplayed in WoW for probably 10 years, so I don't, like, none of my characters have descriptions or anything. I just have the add-on in case I'm bored and want to read what people wrote. Okay. Uh, number six on here says, I just want to let you know that I have a macro that yells who I'm taunting, and I have a harpy battle pet I always keep out, and I named her Miley, Cy- Miley Cyrus. So when I'm bored in a raid as a tank, I'll target her and hit the hotkey repeatedly. I'm taunting, taunting Miley Cyrus over and over again. My guild loves me. Including this last section and my signature below, this entire email was only 420 words long. Yay! Best daddy, Torrent Tank Warrior. Your idea of what is a long email is not quite what my idea of what yeah, a long email is. Yeah, that's a long email, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody ignores it when I say, we like the length of a tweet. <laughs> um, it doesn't have to be only 140 It's characters. okay, though. I mean, Help. there was a lot of interesting stuff in this particular email, so I'm okay with it. It could have been six emails. And they, yeah, well, but they had it like they had it all separated out, and I appreciated that. So thank you, Daddy. Um, our next email is from Select, a 110 orc outlaw rogue on Gul'dan, and I love your name. That's really cool, Select the Rogue. Um, anyway. They say, greetings, watchers. I'm still so happy you created the site after the demise of the site that shall not be named. I've been following you since Wrath, and I am a proud patron. Well, thanks. Thank uh, they said they've got two related questions. First up, do you like to listen to music or the game when you play World of Warcraft? I switch between the two. If music, what kind? I watch a lot of YouTube. I don't um, not watch so a lot much, of YouTube. Not so much the music. Like, sometimes I'll play music, but if I'm playing WoW and I don't really want to pay attention to WoW and I'm just, like, grinding or just doing World Quest or whatever... I'll put on something on YouTube, funny videos, whatever. I tend to pay attention to the game when I'm playing it. If I don't want to pay attention to the game, I don't play it. I do other stuff. So I don't listen to music unless it's like, I listen to the game sounds and sometimes there's music there and I like that fine. Occasionally I will, I will actually listen to others like game soundtracks, including wows. Like I, I have a lot of game soundtracks I like to listen to or music from like game trailers and stuff, but that's very rare that I do that. I'm almost like, I'd say 95% of the time if I'm playing the game, I'm listening to the game. I uh, have attention issues, like actual attention span issues. See, I have them too, which is why I can't do that. Or is you, you have them, but you're okay with it. I, I, I need to make myself focus. That's why I can't, I can't do that. I can't have, there's lots of stuff I like to watch on YouTube. I just can't do that while I'm playing the game. For yeah, thing, I only like have the one monitor. I guess I'm the opposite because, well, yeah, I have two monitors, and if I'm just playing WoW, I get I, I get restless. Like I enjoy WoW, but it's not enough to like engross me unless I'm in like a raid and I don't raid anymore. So like, yeah, I'll play WoW, I'll do some quests, whatever. But I also need something else happening, <laughs> so that's why I have YouTube or Netflix going. It depends on what I'm doing. If I'm just like straight up farming stuff or whatever. I'll put on Netflix or something on the second monitor, just on the second monitor for like background noise. But if I'm actually leveling and doing quests and reading and things like that, then yeah, I usually have the in-game sounds on sometimes the in-game music. It depends on how long I've listened to a particular track. Like there is, there is a point in which I go, yeah, I can't listen to the same Valshara theme again for the umpteenth time, and I'm only halfway through leveling this zone. I'm just going to turn that down. 
Um, but if I listen to any other music, I don't know. It kind of depends on my mood. Sometimes it's game soundtracks. Sometimes it's instrumental. Sometimes it's pop music. Uh, it doesn't really matter I one way or another. rarely have the game music on, but I can't. I find it hard to play without the game sound. Yeah, I need the game sound. It's the music. Like I said, the music, I will listen to it probably straight up for the first, like, three, four months of an expansion just because I like the music. It's beautiful music. But eventually it does get repetitive. There is one song that I will listen to sometimes when I'm doing, like, a raid or when I'm doing a quest where I actually have to work really hard at it or something. There's one song that I listen to that isn't WoW-related. It is either the end run or suicide mission from Mass Effect 2. Oh, yeah. That music will get you ready to do anything. Like, I, I seriously, when I get my eye injected, I listen to that before I go in. Well, because it's like, you know, ready. Like, they inject me, and then I'm like, oh, God, it wasn't ready. But, you know, but the point is that that song, the, I was actually even talking about this today with somebody on the boss. Uh, I don't even know who this guy was, but he saw my N7 hoodie, so he was like, oh, yeah, I like Mass Effect 2. So, talking, and I was like, you know, that, that end, end run, that. Yeah. Eldritch Pie in the chat channel says that WoW is great for podcasts. That's the other thing that I will do is I will pop on a podcast sometimes and listen to that. Or uh, audiobooks. I've done audiobooks a lot. I I was done. Excuse me. I had to sneeze. Sorry. (laughs) Everybody went silent all of a sudden. That's because I had to go sneeze. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done. I've I've said everything. I do audiobooks. I love audiobooks. Uh, I wasn't going to plug this, but I will anyway because I said audiobooks. Uh, PleasureWatch.com slash Audible. Oh, yeah, you can get all kinds of audiobooks there. You sign up for a free 30-day trial, and you get a free audio down, audiobook download with it. Yeah, that um, was that was genuine. That was not an intentional plug. I actually love audiobooks, and audiobooks is one of the things I do while playing yeah, those That's actually – well, I mean, it's along the same line as podcasts. Listening to a story or listening to people talk about a topic or whatever, it's also – honestly, sometimes I like doing that better than the Netflix – if I'm watching Netflix on the second monitor and I'm farming, half the time it's a show I've already seen because all I'm doing is listening to the dialogue. I'm not actually watching what's going on. Yeah, it's like perfect cartoons time, like turning on right. the 10th time in a row or whatever. Steven Universe Marathon. I don't know. Uh, anyway, uh, second part of this question says, what are your favorite WoW-related songs? My favorites are probably Don't Trust a Rogue by Candida and the- Theandrin and I'm a Hunter by Frostheim and the Hunter's Union. I'm going to jump in here and answer this first and say that my favorite is and has always been Darrowshire by Cranius, which was released back in, I want to say, 2008. So it's old. It's like super old now, but I still go back and listen to it every now and again because it's just eerie and creepy and cool and I love it. Everything Mr. Voltron. Yes. Uh, This isn't really a song that's about WoW, but it's a machinima that's about wow that has a great song in it there's a machinima by gnome chewer called wolf like me a gilnean wolf gilnean like me and it's based on the song wolf like me by uh i like the tv and the radio i can't remember the name of the band off the top of my head but yeah i love that machinima and i love the song it's a great song and it works perfectly because it's about being a werewolf and the machinima is about being a you know a worgen so it works perfectly if i were going to try and pick uh a wow one it would be something by silver latomi because i like a lot of her stuff i think she's really good she does great stuff too um cranius is probably a lot of my picks because there's the darrow shire song and that one gets me every time just every time i love it to bits and then he also did um the lament of captain placeholder and i mm-hmm. love that one too <laughs> all right uh 
I think we should probably start wrapping it up here. Yeah? Yeah, I think we're pretty much done. I think we're pretty much done. We have one more email here, but we'll just go ahead and carry that over to next week. No worries. So if your question wasn't answered, come back next time. Uh, Blizzard Watch. It's made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you, Ann. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. If you have an email for us, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com, as was mentioned before. Uh, thank you guys very much for listening, and we'll be here next week. 